0: Welcome to Presets, episode three. I'm Justin Boggess. I'm here with Justin Doyle. And in this episode, we are socially distanced.
1: Yeah, this is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm going crazy in my house.
0: How many days have you been sequestered?
1: (laughs) Well, I had had a procedure on Thursday, which we're going to talk about. But um, since then, I haven't... (laughs) I think I left. Well, I left the house on Monday for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I went in to get some stuff from the office, and then came home and basically been here. Besides going to like the grocery store and stuff, which I guess now is frowned upon, from what I'm seeing everywhere. But what else? What else are you supposed to do?
0: Yeah, that's true. I've been to the grocery store a couple of times, and both times it feels like I am walking into like an active war zone. I'm just like. I've got like my Purell wipes, <laughs> like like grabbing the cart, like preemptively getting my card out so that I can wipe it off when I need to. Like. Yeah,
1: and everything on the shelves at least it, it's it's <laughs> like bare. Yeah, I mean besides like I was I was just there actually today to pick up something, and I walked down the Hispanic food aisle to see by chance if they had rice because yeah. yeah, everybody's buying all the rice, and I like to make rice a lot. And the only thing in the whole aisle, like bare both sides, was the eighth of the end, which is just like all the Jewish food. <laughs> so like... Which,
0: which they always put with the Asian yeah, and Mexican food. Yeah,
1: <laughs> It's like a super small section, but that was full to the brim. And I was like, I mean, well, I don't need any of... You gotta get of, those latkes. <laughs> don't need any of that stuff, but... Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't believe it. How long have you been? You've been at your parents now for how long?
0: Yeah, so since we last recorded, um, me and Katie rented out our house. And given the circumstances, I think it might be the last time we venture <laughs> in renting out our house.
1: It's a learning experience.
0: <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, wouldn't it be a great idea to rent out our house? Oh, now you're going to be stuck inside <laughs> in, in your parents' house for a
1: month. So, what, have you guys, what have you guys been doing? Just kind of hang. I mean, you don't even have all your stuff.
0: No. Luckily, I brought my computer. Um, but I didn't even bring like a comfortable chair to sit in. I didn't think I'd be sitting in it like ten hours a day. And so yeah. I I went to work uh, today because we needed some extra stuff that I had forgotten at my house to record and. I uh, took one of the office chairs from work
1: <laughs> and put it in my car. How long do you foresee us being like this? Um,
0: So I guess we're, we're going to talk more about the coronavirus later, but I, th- I say we just
1: do it now. Jump right in. since
0: Yeah, let's just start. I <laughs> just feel start like I have so many things to talk
1: about re- relating <laughs> to it. So
0: Yeah. No, I... So, I don't know. Here's the thing. We're, we're recording on... Thursday night, the 19th of March, uh, giving the date for posterity, because who knows if this is the last (laughs) recording before the apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it feels like... in like apocalyptic movies, where there's just that like one guy broadcasting on a radio like channel <laughs> that everybody can tune into.
1: this is freedom radio <laughs> if you're out there,
0: yeah, uh, like I am legend, yeah, it's like, like if you're out there, I will be on the Washington Bridge every day, <laughs> so anyway to, that's the day we're recording, and future predictions do not look great,
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, this might be it. You, this might be it for us over video I, every time.
0: I know. Have you seen the Have you seen the uh, graphs of us in like Italy?
1: Yeah, we are. Well, we're, day twelve, we were already past then. That was two days ago. Yeah, as we're far like as their tre- related to their day twelve.
0: Right, we're like tracking. Right. We're like eleven days behind where Italy was. Eleven days, like we're Italy eleven days ago, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that's concerning. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't don't know how long it will last for, you know. Um, I mean,
1: at least a month, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, at least a month for sure. And I think it's going to get worse before it starts to get better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, Have you been keeping up with like the White House press conferences at all and checking in on those the, the two times a day that they go live?
0: Uh, I haven't been watching the daily ones, but I've been listening to quite a bit of coverage on um, a few different podcasts I listen to, like uh, What a Day is a daily podcast, and then NPR has a daily politics podcast, and both of those give pretty good coverage of you know whatever happened during the day.
1: It's just funny because the way they make it seem is like we're 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 basically almost there. You know, mm-hmm. like at least today I was watching it today and <clears throat> not disagreeing with anything they're saying, but they're just very. Oh, you like, can disagree if you want to. <laughs> this isn't a politics podcast, so. <laughs> but it just seems like they're very optimistic that we're we're going to be there sooner than we think, as far as a cure and a vaccine or whatever they want to call it. Um, which by the way, they were talking today about malaria, malaria medication, potentially being a cure for coronavirus that has all those awful side effects. (laughs) It's like, I'm not taking that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to begin. We aren't a politics podcast, but we are living in dire times. (laughs) Yeah. So Yeah. yeah, I, I, think it's kind of dangerous because i this entire time i've heard from the statements from the white house it being very downplayed in severity and importance to like stay safe <laughs> and that seems like it's only going to hurt people in reality you know yeah. you kind of wish that you had A voice in the White House saying more along the lines of, like, this is awful. Let's listen to what the top epidemiologists have to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, And occasionally, some of them, like Tony Fauci, do get to speak, and they're always like, I don't want to disagree with anybody, but (laughs) this is not good. (laughs) You can tell they're in an awkward situation because they're not wanting to downplay this because it's. Yeah. So.
1: So are you staying inside like exclusively or are you venturing out? I mean, I guess you just said you're going to the store and stuff. You had to go to church today or to the office today. But like, what is your, what is your and Katie's like plan? I mean, like me and Mercedes have talked through it. Like, what are we going to do in a couple, you know, like a week, let's say it gets even worse. What if they go on lockdown? What are, you know, where are we at? Like, what are you guys putting into plan for you? Are you just kind of hanging and.
0: Yeah, we're just kind of hanging. I think the, like, the office like is fine. You know, like, there's nobody else there. That's the the problem. Is other people. Are you going there every day uh, still?
1: Are you going to the office every day?
0: No, I mean, at some point over the next I don't know four to infinite weeks, I, <laughs> I would like to. I'd like to go get some some projects done that I don't normally get the ability to take advantage of there not being a weekend service. Um, So there's some things that I'd like to be able to do on the stages and students and in, in adults to, you know, just make some long-term improvements that are hard to do in the week to week. So that'd be nice to be able to get that done. But yeah, in the meantime, like um, me and Katie have gone on, on some long walks, you know,
1: with Gannis, uh, I think we walked.
0: Yeah, I think we walked for like two miles today. Dang! So, yeah, just you know, heading out, walking around. Um, there, there's actually quite a few people walking around. Oh yeah, everybody's just yeah. staying away from each other.
1: <laughs> you know, what's funny is I saw I saw a picture today of like people in normal times, and it was like a family in the living room on their cell phones, and then people in quarantine times, like tons of people out walking. Riding their bikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, everybody needs sunlight and wants to be outside. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. there's tons of people in my neighborhood, too. There's people walking everywhere. Everybody's
0: home from work. They're taking advantage of the, the time to
1: walk around during the day. That's true.
0: Yeah. I I think um, I watched a really good video last night. Uh, it's like a half-hour question-answer video. with. Um, it's a YouTube channel called Healthcare Triage. Mm-hmm. And the uh, main guy that speaks on the, you know, records the videos. He is a pediatrician, um, but he mostly now does, like, research medicine and journalism. So he only sees, like, a handful of patients every year and mostly does more of the research side. And uh, it was a really good video. It was a really, really good video. Um, and he was talking about how, like, him and his family, like, they have, like, one other family that like all of them are isolated from like everything outside mm-hmm. but, but they'll, they'll still like go over to each other's house but they know that that other family isn't also like going around yeah. seeing other people too so they're able to like keep it a relatively small circle of like people that they're interacting with closely yeah um the other thing that that I thought was was good is like he was talking about like Social distancing, like staying, like staying six feet away from people, like it, it's. While this is contagious, is more contagious than a regular cold or flu. Um, it's not as contagious as something like, uh, the measles, <laughs> and and so like he he was he was saying like, the problem with the measles is even if you're in the same room with somebody, and they leave the room, like, you could. You could walk into a room that somebody left and still get like it. hours later and still get the measles. That's how it lives, contagious it lives that long is. and it lives in the air, it will just stay in the air. So, uh, from what we can tell, and, and he stressed that like we aren't doing enough testing, and because we don't have enough testing, we don't have enough points of information. Uh, for our own data, we can only go what other countries have because countries like South Korea are testing at way higher numbers than we could even dream of at this point. Yeah, and so he he was saying that like we don't have perfect information, but uh, it appears to like only be like in those like droplets of like spit and moisture from like your body. Yeah, the like. That gets on a surface. You touch the surface, you can you can infect yourself. But it's not going to just be in in the air, being in in the room with somebody. So that six foot distance is like probably be about the length that you could cough on to somebody. <laughs> and and so that's the idea there. Yeah. Um. There's a really good Washington Post article. I don't know if you saw. That talks about like the effect of social distancing. You 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 should look it up afterwards if not. Um, but if you just type Washington Post social distancing graphs into Google, you'll find it. And uh, basically, it just shows um, like w- what social distancing does. Like if if there's you know fifty percent of the population isn't moving around and interacting with other people, then like the virus, the spread of the virus. Dies down way quicker than if everybody's moving around and in, in interacting with other people, and so the the graphs were really uh, compelling. Ever since I saw that a few days ago, I was like, okay, I need to I need to really 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 take some personal responsibility to yeah
1: keep is, people safe. Is the graph is that the one that's going around with the two squares with a bunch of dots in it with the one red dot in the middle?
0: Um. That, and that and, and then the graph right. next like, to it has
1: a bunch of dots with like two or three dots in the middle,
0: and like maybe like the dots like move around. Some of them move around.
1: Yeah, and, well, I saw a still I saw a still graphic, so maybe maybe that's maybe yeah. it's like a picture of of that.
0: Yeah, they have it animated, so you can see the dots. It's like there's a hundred people in this box, and then it shows that like if they're just moving around randomly, bumping into other dots, um, eventually they will run out of dots to easily bump into, you know? And and if people, if, if everybody's moving, there's much higher chance of the two dots bumping into each other. But if most of them aren't moving, then the it's a lot harder to bump into
1: all of the dots. Yeah. The probability goes down of what you're going to run into. Yeah. Yeah. I'll look it up. So
0: anyway, that's, that's what I've been researching for, (laughs) for the coronavirus.
1: Well, I mean, it's like taking over everything. You can't, you can't go on any website or any social media platform, turn on any channel without, like, that's all it is. Everybody,
0: yeah, yeah. Life is like fundamentally Obsessed. different right now.
1: You know what do you what do you uh, something that we've had to to figure out, and maybe this can segue into a little bit. Um, I got an insta, I got on Instagram today for our for our presets Instagram, and and asked people a question of. Like, hey, what are, what are you doing to, like, cope with having to be home all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's something me and Mercedes have had to really, like, I'm not used to being home for eight hours a day, you know? Yeah. Like, eight hours of my work day is normal. I'm normally gone for at least, you know, eight hours. <clears throat> and now I'm having to find ways to just not, I don't know, I don't even know how to say it. like, not, just waste away my time. You know what I mean? And I feel yeah. like that's super easy to do. And with that comes like stir craziness and feeling like you're just cooped up, you know, elevated heart rate, whatever that is, is just like sitting on the couch. Like, man, what am I even doing today? I feel like the purpose of my day is like gone. And then with my procedure on Thursday, that's taken away, you know, something else I do every single day, which is like go to the gym in the morning. The Gyms are closed. My procedure wouldn't let me work out last week. So now I'm like trying to figure out these things to cope and like fill my day to make sure I still have a like a structured day is what I would normally have. Yeah. Um. And there was a, you know there's a ton of people on here that actually responded with stuff they're doing. Um. So I was just curious, like for you guys. I mean, you're you're pretty similar. You work quite a bit. You're in the office every day. Weekends too. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like drop of a hat you have a little bit more leeway with free time than what you're used to having. And I think that's where it's caught me off guard of like, yes, I'm working from home, but it's still not the same. I can't even leave my house with that. I can't go see people. I can't go meet with people. You know, everything's on a computer. Um, I don't know. Just curious what you, what you guys are doing to, to cope with that. You and Katie, I know you said you have like eight people in your house. Is that still true?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's so that like work? My older, my older sister and her husband, uh, are living here while their house is being built. And then my younger sister is here and her boyfriend's over a lot of the time. And so, yeah, one, it feels a little difficult to actually be socially distanced because we're we're just all sharing the same space. And and up until today, they were still um, going to work every day.
1: But now everybody's Um, home?
0: Except for my dad. My dad will still be going to work for now, I guess. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, so a week ago today, last Thursday is when, uh, our work was officially like, all right, things are changing and we're no longer working right now or working in a much diminished capacity to what we would normally do because we aren't doing weekend services because, It'd be irresponsible to gather 500 people in a room right now. Uh, speaking of which, I heard today of a woman in South Korea that had coronavirus, went to church, and infected 37 people in oh, the church with coronavirus. Dang! Like that's 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 the reason we can't have yeah, church yeah. right now. Like that's irresponsible to like have that potential. Jeez. Um, but so, she didn't know she
1: had it. So I I'm assuming she didn't know she had it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think she knew she had it, and so I, I'm applauding the fact that we, st- like, stopped that before that was happening. Um, at least, at least to our knowledge, you know. Um, again, we haven't done a good job testing. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, <laughs> But as far as we know, we we, we, we did a good job uh, with that. So uh, I am, I'm very proud of us for doing that. But it was super weird because I was just on vacation the previous week. And so I get back from vacation. Thursday was my first day back in the office.
1: Oh, I see. So
0: I um, got back Thursday and by like 2 o'clock it was like, hey, why don't, Everybody, pause what they're doing, and we have a <laughs> meeting at four o'clock. And I was like, okay, I can see where this is going. <laughs> um, the weekend was super weird because Katie was visiting her family because it was the last few days of her spring break. So I didn't have Katie or Guinness here, and I didn't have like work. And so I basically played Civilization Six for
1: like forty-eight hours. <laughs> just on your own or with people? Just by yourself? Uh just by myself. I felt <laughs> like uh
0: I felt like a, a bachelor again. I, I was up to like four AM, like I yeah. was like, I don't know what to do. Like I <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. So I've already fallen off of the deep end and kind of came back a little bit. <laughs> uh yeah so right now yeah i just um doing what i can like work wise you know and and whatever that looks like um keeping in touch with my volunteers um but besides that like um i kind of took over cooking responsibilities for all eight people
1: that's right you did so
0: every day at like 4.30, 4.30, I start prepping dinner. So I've got Chil- a little bit of structure in that that I can chili spend on a couple Chili hours. on Mondays or what? Oh, you, we already <laughs> did chili. Yeah, you know I it. I knew
1: it, dude. I knew it.
0: So that's been nice, um, having, having that to kind of look forward to. Although, uh, you know, you run out of food so quickly, so then it's like, okay, well, like another trip to the
1: the yeah, war zone of the grocery store. Are you guys buying like groceries all together or do you just have to ha- do you like do each of you have to come home with groceries or who, I mean, how do you guys even manage that? Eight people, so is a lot doing, of people.
0: Yeah, we're doing it all together. I am hoping that that other people won't really go to the store <laughs> to avoid more contamination possibility like if we limit it to one person going. And I I have, like, an uh, (laughs) industrial-sized container of of, uh, hand sanitizing wipes. So before we left, we were like, oh, we should pick up some hand sanitizer wipes because we're going to California to visit Katie's friends, and it'd just be nice to be able to constantly sanitize our hands. Yeah. And so (laughs) we looked at like of course five different stores no hand sanitizer no sanitizer wipes cvs walgreens walmart target fries nothing and so we're at cvs and we're just kind of looking everywhere trying to think where could something like this be pro tip out there for you looking for hand sanitizer wipes they sell like hundreds of wipes in a giant tub next to the adult incontinence section. So like adult diapers and then like hand sanitizer wipes in an <laughs> industrial tub. <laughs> it's, and so they, they only had one on the shelf because they probably don't sell it very often, but that's a section to look at is next to the adult diapers. Um, they're unscented. They're not as fun as like the ones that smell like coconut and uh, they don't have any like lotion or anything in it, but, but hey,
1: still kills those germs, bro.
0: That's right. So now when I go to the store, I take two out, leave the tub on my seat, and then I get out. I completely wipe down a cart that's already like in the corral there. So so it's just right there. So I don't have time to yeah. for it to dry up. And uh wipe it down, go in, shop. The whole time I'm just like, "Don't touch my face, don't touch my face, don't touch my face. <laughs> I get everything I need to, and then uh I go back, I open the door immediately like pull out another wipe, like wipe down the handle, wipe down my keys, wipe down my wallet, <laughs> wipe down my phone, just trying to keep everything wiped down.
1: I went to the store I went to the store a couple days ago and I was standing in line. I had Fenway with me, and uh <clears throat> did the whole deal, wiped down my car sat her in the top part, you know, like the kids part, walk around, do my shopping. And then I get to the lines and they're not that long. There's maybe like two people wait in each line. I'm like, Oh, this is pretty great. Not bad. My cart's like semi full. And then this lady out of the corner of my eye who works there comes over and she says, Hey, do you want to check out over here in the self checkout? And I was like, Oh yeah, sure. I can do that. I figure self checkout, I'll do it myself. No one's touching my things. And she, Right away, puts her hands on my cart, pulls the cart for me over to the self-checkout line, and there's no bags, no no <laughs> bags to put your groceries in. She's like, okay, I'm just going to scan all your groceries with my, my regular scanner, like a little gun scanner. Oh, no. So then she's touching all my groceries and scanning with this scanner, and I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh. Now it's all over my cereal boxes, it's all over my milk, it's all <laughs> over my all over my stuff. If she has something, she works at bashes all day, so she's who knows what she's picking up. <clears throat> sorry to judge, but
0: where you're like, ma'am, now is not the time for polite. <laughs> I know like, And
1: there's no bags. So then I get to my car and I have to put all my groceries in the back of my car with no bags. They're just out rolling around back there when I'm driving home. Jeez oh, Louise. Man. But anyway. Sorry to cut you off there. I just
0: no, that's that's great. I, I had a s- similar situation um, yesterday. I went to the store, got all the stuff I needed to make dinner, except they were out of rice. And I'm like, crap, they have chicken, but no rice. Like chicken is back on the shelves, but no rice.
1: And Rice and potatoes, bro. Everybody's buying them.
0: Yeah. So I was like, okay, we need to find rice. So I go to Safeway, also no rice. Um, and, and so I'm scouring and I find they have a few like really expensive, like really small bags of rice, like a cup <laughs> in each bag. So I got two uh, cups of rice for like seven dollars. Jeez. And uh because I need and I needed jasmine rice for the recipe. You can't jeopardize the integrity of the recipe. <laughs> oh,
1: jasmine rice is the best rice, anyways.
0: Yeah, jasmine's great. And so I get up to the checkout and the lady in front of front of me is checking out and she obviously doesn't care at all. She's like leaning <laughs> up against the the um. checkout, like as the lady's scanning her groceries, but the cashier, and I felt so bad is like coughing. And uh. I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> and so she scans both of them and throws them in the bag and then like I, I like pay and immediately start walking away and she's like, Do you need the receipt? I'm like, Nope, don't need the receipt. <laughs> like, like and then I get, get back to the cart or the car Wiping and immediately just wipe down both bags of the <laughs> of the rice. <laughs> and then when I told Katie when we got home, she pulled out a Clorox wipe and like rewiped down the bags of rice. Uh,
1: uh so it's crazy we're talking about this. One week ago, who would have thought? <laughs> Uh, now no. we're hand sanitizing our packets of rice. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is this is the the life we lead now. Uh, so w- what are you guys doing to stay sane?
1: Well, I mean, we have our four kids. So they're pretty structured already. I mean, for Mercedes, I mean, she's she's a stay-at-home mom, so for her, the schedule is kind of set for the kids. Um you know, they have their normal thing. The only thing that's missing is like Going to church on the weekends and going to bar, which is where Mercedes works out, and going to get to go to childcare and see you know kids in there. Um, but as far as like our everyday schedule for them, it's relatively simple and easy. It's the same deal: nap time, lunches, play outside, play out front, take the dog for a walk, puzzle time, TV time, you know, all that stuff. <clears throat> for me,
0: yeah, I saw that puzzle on Instagram. That's a lot of pieces, man.
1: Dude, that puzzle! Uh, I worked on it throughout the day today. It's kind of neat. We put it on our big dining room table. So like, as I'm walking by, I'll stop and like, take a look around. It's, you know, whatever (laughs) 2000 pieces though. I mean, that's a big puzzle. Um, and it's super detailed, but I mean, I think, I don't know, just finding things, I think trying to keep a structure of my day as far as like time goes, like waking up, I'm going to do this from this time to this time and then I'm going to feed the kids breakfast and then I'm going to get on my computer for the next hour and then I'm going to take a break and work on the puzzle and then I'm going to go make the kids lunch and then I'm going to eat lunch. I think that's something that I have to do because if I don't, I'll just lollygag around and you know do stuff here and there and <clears throat> um but that puzzle is something I bought on like Monday. I said, "Man, if this is going to go into like a full-time lockdown, I need something that my my mind can kind of go to. So that puzzle's been really great. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, read. I already cook a lot, which is super fun. I'm making this sourdough bread. I'm, like, starting in this uh, from scratch, like, starting my own yeast starter, which has taken, like, oh, yeah, two
0: weeks. No, keep going.
1: I was going to say it's taken, like, two weeks to make this yeast, and I have to feed it every day. We can talk about this later. But... Yeah, I've been doing that. Yeah, I was wanting to bring this up, bro. It's been a pro. It's been a process. We'll hit it as soon
0: as we move on from uh, yeah from some of our other topics that we got to hit <laughs> first. But
1: <laughs> but I think just that and trying to stay in touch with like people I normally am in touch with, you know, whether that's yeah like you said, people that serve in our ministry or um, like trying to call my mom and dad when I can, like maybe it's every other day. I call my dad one day and my mom the next day, just trying to build a routine that allows me to wake up in the morning and, and know I have things to do, even if they're minimal of like, like check my email from nine to 10, you know what I mean? Where normally that's something I would just kind of do whenever throughout the day, if I was at work, um, because there's not much to do on this quarantine, besides try to reach out to people and whatever, having a set schedule, I think will just help me feel like I'm productive. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, Um, definitely.
1: And with my procedure last Thursday, I mean, I can't work out at all. Like I can't do any physical labor, anything can't even really pick up my kids. I mean, I basically just have to not do anything straining on my body for two weeks. Um, so that's kind of taken away something that I've really enjoyed, you know, I can't even go yeah. out and go on a run. I can't. I took the dog for a walk the other day and I had to turn around because I was so sore. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> that's gone, you know, something I really enjoy. So I don't know, just doing things to try and fill my schedule with like productive things, even if they're super minimal. Um, I picked up dog poop today. I counted that as a task. I came <laughs> in, and sat down on the couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean you got You got to do uh, something. I mean, that stuff I would normally fit in like in a week because I was too busy. But now it's like, well, I guess I'll make time to do all these little things I used to do and prioritize those. Cause that's all you can do.
0: Yeah. What were some of the things that, uh, people wrote in to say that they were staying busy with? We could shout them out.
1: Yeah. There was a few. Um, so there was a few, there was a few on here. Uh, should I shout them out by name? Should I tell them who, the, who wrote these in or is that not allowed?
0: Oh no. Let's, let's, let's do first names.
1: Okay. Jose, uh, he wrote in, I cook and eat dot 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 all day. <laughs> so that's like a, a <laughs> I think whole... I know which Jose that is. <laughs> yeah, he posts about it all the time. <laughs> I'm like, cook and eat all day. Dang, that's a lot of lot of cooking But that's another thing too I've noticed. I'll snack all day long. Oh really? Since you're home? Gosh, yeah. And I I'm like I told Mercedes I said, man, I'm just like I'll walk by the pantry and open it, grab something in there, and then ten minutes later I'll grab a sour punch straw or you know whatever we have. I just feel like I'm eating all day, but um someone wrote on here zach wrote ping pong which i don't know who you're playing ping pong with it's by yourself maybe
0: he's he's got it <laughs> folded up on one side
1: <laughs> this one's kind of funny ryan uh which you and i both know said i'm going to shiplap everything even my appliances will be shiplapped by the time this is over <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good that's something mercedes wants to do is shiplap a wall in our house and this seems like the perfect time to do that too Mm -hmm. xavier said my job is still open so i work (coughs) (laughs) sorry man (laughs) we're all just hanging michelle said instagram posts and seeing friends videos is helping um so that was just that was just a few of them but i don't know i think having those ideas and having people shout out stuff that they do is probably helpful for everybody else that's trying to figure out what to do with their day
0: yeah definitely One of the weirdest things for me has been just the entire sports world just completely pausing.
1: Yeah, everything.
0: Yeah, Liverpool, two games away from winning the first title since before I was born. That ain't happening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. The miracle season, they're just just running away with it. And then it's like, "Ah, well, hold on, the entire season (laughs) is in jeopardy. (laughs)
1: Well, now you see with sports, like every sports channel, every sports social media page, all it is is trades. Everything's about trades. Like yeah. who's making trades for who and who's leaving which team. That's like that's all there is to follow, really.
0: Oh, man. When the Cardinals traded for DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> were you stoked like, or what? That, it reminded me of being in high school before I felt like I had access to so, so much information. And... I was able to spend basically the entire day consuming myself with just this one little piece of information, listening to the radio and listening to them talk about
1: the trade, reading articles about the trade. Do you think that's going to complete their offense?
0: Uh, I mean, it can't hurt, you know, it can't hurt for sure. Um, like they're going to have, I think, a pretty a pretty insane offense, and they've made some good defensive moves. Um we're not a sports podcast,
1: but... No, we're not. Uh, but if we're going to talk about it, we can talk about the Buccaneers, too, and pick up Tommy Brady, because that's just <laughs> ruining my life over here.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, you've had, like, the opposite, like, experience during and now sports they have, being a Yeah, boss. they have no
1: idea who's coming in as a quarterback. They have this backup quarterback who thinks he's all that, and, oh, my gosh, it's just going to be awful.
0: Man, they should trade for Jacoby Brissett.
1: Yeah. The, I saw Kim... Camp- uh, I saw Cam Newton on there, which I really wouldn't want Cam Newton. I'm not a huge fan. No? I don't know. He hasn't really done anything in Carolina.
0: Um, I mean, they went to a Super Bowl, but they, he's yeah. been banged up like in the last three seasons.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Not to get too much in sports, but it's just been a very interesting. Yeah, no sports, all these trades. Houston, Yeah. bummer for them. All their sports are just caving on them. <laughs> <laughs> that's true
0: well to move on from corona specific stuff uh you've been mentioning that you had a procedure yeah last week do you do you want to this this is actually follow-up from uh
1: it is because we've talked about it before previous m- multiple times it's funny because people have been asking me like oh why you walk it like why why you seem so sore why are you taking so long to sit down or whatever back." The bef- right after this has hap- had happened. And I was like almost embarrassed to say what happened. <laughs> like, oh, I got this <laughs> this thing done, like a man procedure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got I got snipped and um, I got a vasectomy, if you want to call it the proper term, uh, <laughs> which I know tons of people have gotten it, so it's not even that big a deal. But I was losing my mind before I got it. I was freak- yeah. oh I was freaking out and Mercedes you know she went with me because she had to drive me home and uh, at first when I first had uh, went and saw the doctor have we gone over this whole experience we haven't I we haven't we haven't talked We haven't should we talk about it real quick <laughs> I I, do you yeah. want me to just give you full details yeah let's go for it so the first thing that happens in this procedure is you have a consultation like you know. I ended up having it like a month before the procedure because I was going to Disneyland. In between that, I didn't want to mess up my Disneyland trip. And I get into the doctor's office and he starts talking to me and the doctor that's actually going to do the procedure starts asking me questions, starts talking about the procedure, what's what it entails, what they're actually doing. And we're talking for a good like 30 to 40 minutes. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, this is all the consultation is. They're just like letting you know what's going to happen my initial nerve in going in there was that he was going to make me pull down my pants and I was gonna have to go through middle school all over again. <clears throat> as far as like <laughs> playing sports, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we get through this conversation and I'm like, oh, this is it. And then at the very end, he goes, Okay, stand up and pull down your pants. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I this I don't know. I don't want to get too I'm not trying to be graphic or anything.
0: I, I was gonna say I don't wanna be too Specific maybe for the podcast okay. But I, I what t- is the Like what is the goal Of the The visual contact yeah. Before So
1: real quick the he's, procedure. Sit- he's sitting in a chair And I'm standing in front of him So he's like <laughs> eye level <laughs> <laughs> And uh, And Then he tells me to pull on my pants So I pull him down to like my knees and he's like no 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 All the way down around the ankles I'm like okay That's kind of weird (laughs) because now if someone walks in, it's even more of a struggle to get them pulled up. Um, But anyways, I think the the point in that is to check and make sure everything's in place and they can find it easily so that when they go to actually do the procedure, it is quick and easy. Um, So we got through all that, and then day of the procedure, we get down there, and originally I had planned to be put under. Uh, per the doctor's recommendation. So he's like, yeah, I would actually recommend maybe getting put under. Um, So I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. But then I came to find out like two weeks before that our insurance isn't covered being put under. Like you have to pay all out of pocket for that. And it's like, I don't know, $1,200. Extra. So I was like, well, I'm not doing that. So I tried to call a few times and let them know, hey, I still want to get this procedure, but I just want to do normal, local anesthetic, no being put under, whatever. And they never like... Whether it was on their end or mine, nothing ever got communicated, and they just ended up thinking I wasn't getting the procedure. So we show up down there, and they're like, oh, you still want to get your vasectomy today? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here in my gym shorts, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, well, let me go check and make sure there's still room. So she goes back. She makes sure there's still room, and she's like, but you don't want any anesthesia. I said, no. She's like, well, we have this like laughing machine, like laughing gas machine set up for nitrous if you want to use that. It's like an extra 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I'll definitely, definitely (laughs) take some of that. And uh, so I get back there. And again, same as like the consultation. uh, Hey, take off your clothes and just lay on the table. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) And it's all, you know, there's like six different people that are coming in and out, you know, filling out paperwork, bringing in tools. And I'm laying on a table like I'm just (laughs) there for observation
0: and you didn't have the laughing gas yet either, right?
1: <laughs> no. So I'm like awkwardly trying to make conversation with these people walking in. Um, but then finally, this, this nurse comes in and she start, she puts something over my whole body and starts prepping me for the procedure. Then they give me the laughing gas. I'm on it for like 10 minutes. And then he walks in and he says, Hey, we're actually going to have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, let's take you off that. And I'll be back in in like 10 more minutes. I'm like, gosh, dang, this is taking, I ended up being back there for almost an hour. And it's only supposed to be like 20 to 30 minute procedure. But then they come back in after that 10 minutes, they give me the laughing gas and then he starts and, uh, it wasn't that bad. I was thoroughly (laughs) surprised (laughs) at one point though. I'm on the laughing gas. So obviously like I can kind of hear what him and the nurse are talking about. It reminded me of that Seinfeld episode where he gets put under to go to the dentist. And then when he comes back through, you know, they're putting their clothes back on. But, uh, The lady, the nurse walks in when he's doing my procedure and he's, and she goes, "Uh, Doctor, I have a question. He goes, I'm with a patient. And she said, Well, your patient in the other room is screaming his head off. That's what she (laughs) said. And I'm on the table, like, Did she just say that when I'm sitting right here (laughs) getting this procedure done? And uh, he's like, Yeah, I know, I'll handle it when I get done. So anyways, that was like a little little unnerving. And I asked them like,
0: (laughs) what went wrong with that procedure?
1: (laughs) And uh, I asked the nurse afterwards, like after I got dressed and she came back in to check on me, I was like, did you walk in at this point and just ask if this guy was going to be okay? And she's like, oh yeah. He was like coming out of anesthesia and he was screaming and freaking out or something. So it wasn't as bad as I thought, but it freaked me out in the moment when I'm laying there on this laughing gas, like, why is that guy screaming his head off over there? But anyways, what did they do here? <laughs> so because of that, obviously physically I've been not able to do a whole lot. <clears throat> the first couple of days just sat on a couch and did nothing. Played video games and watched Parks and Rec. <sighs> and then Speaking
0: of which, how uh how are you liking Parks? I'm I'm
1: becoming more and more emotionally invested. It's been I'm only on season like I think I'm close to the end of season 5. So I'm at the okay. point where I'm at the point where um Ben is just finished up his campaign in Washington and he gets offered mm-hmm. the job to go to, to Florida, I think it was. But then they were buying a house in Pawnee. Um uh, so he ends up taking another job as just another accountant for Chris and Pawnee. Uh so that's kind of where I'm at, like that part of the that part of the show. That's a really good moment when he comes back. And she's looking at the house, and he walks in.
0: Yeah, and he walks in and proposes to her.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm starting to like the characters more and more. I I remember we had talked about this, but like the first season, Leslie was almost like too much like Michael Scott. Like they were trying to make her like Michael Scott. It seems like, yep. But then the second season, she becomes way more, just like literate in her job, more serious, more of yeah. like I can respect her more. As totally, you know, what she's trying to do. And then just the adding of Ben and Chris and then Chris Pratt really coming into his character. Ron Swanson is like now the character you perceive him to be from, you know, all the memes and stuff. Like every character seems to be in like full development at this point. Super underrated character, I think. Uh I'm a huge fan of <laughs> is Jerry. I think Jerry oh, yeah. is <laughs> Jerry's funny. And so is uh gosh, what how am I forgetting her name? Donna. But Donna, too. Donna's super funny. <clears throat> yeah. So her and Jerry are like... I mean, I like all the... But her and Jerry... Jerry cracks me up every time. And he's are all short liners. They're all just really funny, stupid things. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's a, it's a great show. So we've been watching that. And uh, I've really... Because of the procedure, I've just been, like, relaxing a little bit and not, you know, doing a whole lot but staying around the house. So we've just been watching some shows and something we don't normally do, too. So anyways... That's the procedure, bro.
0: That's good, man.
1: (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought. I was expecting it to be an awful experience. I was losing it on my way to the doctors on Thursday. Almost to the point where I was like, well, maybe because of corona, they're just not going to do the procedure. They're just going to close the doctor's (laughs) office. I'm, like, driving there hoping for things to happen. All is well. And now, I, I mean, now we just definitely can't have kids anymore. And that's kind of, you know. That's like a different, that's like brought a whole nother side of it too, of I, we've never been in the spot where we were done. That makes sense. So we've always been yeah. like, oh, we're going to have another one after this. Um, but now it's, we're, we're done. We're not like, unless we adopt or, you know, do something different. But as far as a natural born, we're not having a baby anymore. And that's kind of weird because I mean, Lucas, you know, almost four months, Fenway starts kindergarten in August. It seems like we're about to step into another stage of our life, you know? Um, yeah. Which brings on a whole other another another side of emotion and thoughts. So even for Mercedes, too, I know for her, it was like, man, like this is our last baby. Like our Luella, or not Luella, Luca, Um, Luca. Like, that's it. You know, he's at four months. We're never going to have a newborn again. You know, he's slowly moving out of a newborn stage, and we're not going to ever experience a newborn stage anymore, which is a really cool stage. So, you know, that's a whole other subject probably, and I don't want to cry on here, so.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well, I'm I'm glad that uh, the procedure went well. <laughs>
1: yeah, especially after all the horror... You hear so many horror stories about it where, like, people have mishaps, and I was happy that never happened.
0: How do you know that it is uh, fully effective?
1: So... <laughs> they say you're you're not is it sterile? I don't know the right termage. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're sterile after 3 to 4 months. So it's still quite a ways. Like you still have some stuff backed up in there that can make its way. But uh basically after they say I, th- I think it's like 1 to 2 months you have to go in and you have to give a sample and they check it all. Gotcha. And then after that, you do another one. So they do it one time, and then they do another two months, like at the four-month mark, where you would do it again. And that's when they would finalize, like, you're completely sterile from anything, which I'm not looking forward to that either. But we don't have to talk about that.
0: I was going to say, if uh, if you're super concerned uh, about, you know, not being able to have another newborn, you can always go the Michael Scott route with the snip, snap, snip, <laughs> snap.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyway, we don't have to talk about it anymore, but it's good you brought it up. It's a good follow-up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I've noticed a theme on Instagram. Uh-huh. You've always done little uh, Instagram videos of you cooking dinner. Yeah. Like little, little, like, this is, I'm seasoning the chicken now. Oh look, the chickens in the pan. <laughs> they're Like, oh, here comes the veggies. <laughs> and uh, so you've always <laughs> you've always done that. And uh, recently, you started this entire adventure you'd mentioned before of cooking sourdough. Yeah. And so uh, I want to hear about that, but I also want to use this opportunity. To pitch you an idea that you start an entire Instagram page called Cooking with Doyle. Yeah,
1: you're not the, you're not the first. There's been a few others. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you've you've got a content machine here, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's been a few other people that have said, "Man, you should just start like your own." They've given me names, different, you know, whatever for the different page. That's a whole other thing to keep up with, though. I don't know if I could keep up with something like that.
0: <laughs> but you're but almost uh, doing it. You're, you're, you're 75% of the way there.
1: It's basically my whole feed is cooking stuff anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, the sourdough has been an adventure. Um, I, I guess I didn't fully think through the commitment to it that you would have to have. In my mind, I thought, well, I've always seen people make sourdough. But you never see people make a sourdough starter. You always yeah. you always see like the end result of while well, making sourdough bread from the beginning of making the dough through the end process of making a, a sourdough roll. But you never really see much on like the sourdough starter, which is that's what you really need to make sourdough.
0: So do those people like... Are they making their own starters, or can you buy like a starter and then just make the bread?
1: I think you can buy like a prepackaged sourdough starter. Gotcha. But I think it goes with anything else. Like homemade is better. And yeah, you're going
0: the bakery that's been using the same the same yeast in the sourdough for a hundred years throughout.
1: Yeah. So I think the sourdough starter, and even in like a. Like when you watch people make sourdough, like when I watch videos of people making sourdough, they never show like the starter part of making the sourdough. They always just show the water and adding the flour and whatever. But there's a part before that where you have to mix your starter into the water and you blend it all together. Um, hmm. I feel like you don't see that a whole lot. I, and the re, the reason I saw it recently was I was watching a show on Netflix called The Chef Show um, with John Favreau. And... The very last episode of the third season, he makes sourdough, and he talks about his starter and how long he's had it. So I was like, oh, man, that'd be kind of cool. We eat sourdough a lot because, I mean, that's our favorite bread to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, And sourdough will last about three to four days when you make it fresh. So I was like, well, maybe I could just start making my own sourdough bread, and we don't have to buy it. This was obviously before coronavirus too, so it kind of worked out because now I can just make sourdough bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, um, but uh so I just kinda started messing around with like different things i've been I researched a bunch on like what goes into a starter it's It's pretty incredible it's extremely simple, but the process is just taxing um it's just flour and water that's all it is so you you start your starter the very first day, so the very first day you make a sourdough starter, you take sixty grams of whole wheat flour and 60 grams of water, and you mix it in a mason jar, whatever kind of jar you're, you're going to use to keep your starter, and you cover it with a towel, no tight-fitting lid, and then the next day, same time, you take out half of it, throw it away, and you put in another 60 grams of all-purpose white flour and 60 grams of water. Mix it all up, another day, 24 hours. Next day, you do the same thing. Take out half, put in another 60 grams, 60 grams of water. So you do that every single day. They say seven days is like seven days is when your starter should be fermented enough with yeast to be able to make sourdough bread.
0: Interesting. So you're not buying like a special yeast to put in it. It's just spontaneously fermenting.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm make I'm basically making my own yeast in my own jar. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 basically using it's kind of I so I did a little bit more research on it as far as like where to put it so like they want like when you make the starter one of the things i read was put it next to fresh fruit so put it next to like apples and bananas yeah. because all those botanicals that come off of fresh produce get into the starter and can help start to ferment that that yeast process so basically once you start your starter <clears throat> it's it's a living i mean it's a, like a living organism you know it's a living thing
0: right the yeast in there
1: It'll die is, if you don't take care of it.
0: Yeah. So it's the same with with beer. Most yeah, beers, yeah, you, you pick a specific yeast and put it in it, but uh some of the most adventurous, like flavorful beers, like Belgian beers, are exactly that. They're spontaneously fermented. They just leave it open outside. And yeah. like yeast is all around us. It's on it's yeah, on yeah. fruit, like it's little microorganisms that eat sugar. And yeah, that's that's crazy. I didn't realize that you just spontaneously ferment it. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeast just like find it and start chomping away.
1: Dude, it's crazy. Cause after like like with the whole wheat flour in the very beginning, you don't really see much. But after like day three or four, uh like when you like when I came down, I do it I was doing it every night. So before I went to bed I would feed it. And then in the morning I'd come downstairs before I went to work and I would look at it just to check on it and on day three or four you start to see like from the outside of the jar the starter has a ton of holes in it looks like Swiss cheese so like those the yeast is forming the gas that's formed in there the air bubbles and then if you pop open the 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 towel on top there's like all this bubbly stuff on top so it's like that's carbon dioxide yeah yeah and it smells awful when you first start (laughs) <laughs> like it smells rough. Um, the stuff that's on top, it's like this liquid. It's called hooch and it smells like, I mean, I don't know, like, like dirty shoes, like, like just damp, nasty socks or something. I don't know. It smells weird.
0: Yeah. Um, there,
1: there's, there's, there, like,
0: you could probably, I don't know how you would measure it in, in a, I don't even know what to call it. It's not a liquid or a solid, like in a, you know, in, yeah, yeah. in, in a, gel or whatever like i don't know how you'd measure it but like there's there's some amount of alcohol in there like, oh yeah it's alcohol yeah you know that that that's what the yeast is creating it's it's eating the sugars of the of of the starches of the 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 wheat the flour and yeah the flour and and it basically poops out co2 and alcohol yeah it, it, that's fascinating i'm yeah I'm loving it
1: it's been it's been really it's been really cool and Um, after like seven days, they say it's good to go. So you could, the way you test it is you take a little bit out and you put in a cup of water and if it floats, it means that you're good to go on if you wanted to make bread out of it. Um, unfortunately for me, it's day seven. I, you have to, you have to keep it in between 70 and 73 degrees. And my home is probably like downstairs where our kitchen is like 68 to 70 currently, Mm Mm-hmm. So I was keeping it in my oven. That's what they said, to keep in the oven with the light on cuz that will provide a little bit of warmth and keep it roughly 70 to 73. So <clears throat> I kept it in my oven and day 7 or day 8, uh it was like a Friday or a Saturday. I was home for lunch and my kids wanted chicken nuggets and I turned on the oven forgetting my starter was in there.
0: <laughs> and
1: I cooked it. <laughs> I cooked it. I at like 350. I was like, "Oh my god, when it was at like 350 degrees, I was like, oh, shoot. My starter, I pulled it out, and it was all yellow. And I was like, gosh, dang it. And starter, the yeast dies at 163 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's over. And um, so I had to restart. Threw the whole thing out. Started over. And today is, like you said, March 19th. I'm on, like, uh, I don't know, day 12 or something. Day 13 of my new starter. And um, I actually... I couldn't find bread flour anywhere, which is what you need. You don't need all-purpose flour. You need an artisan bread flour, which is super high in protein, which is what you want Mm. with, like, a sourdough bread that creates the chewiness. It creates the high hydration. So, like, super just almost like a wet, chewy bread. Not not wet, but just, like, that dense bread. If you use all-purpose flour, it'll only make, like, a French loaf. So it'll be fluffy and light. So I want like the dense, high hydration sourdough. So you need like this artisan, high protein bread flour. Somebody brought me some today. I couldn't find any in the stores. I mean, they're all sold out now currently. So uh, I think after we get done recording, I'm gonna actually hop over and make my first batch of dough to let rise overnight for ten hours and see how it goes.
0: Dang, you need to save that on your uh, on your Instagram as one of your saved stories so that people can go on afterwards today and, and check out what that looks like.
1: It's on there. I have a highlight for my first starter. I haven't started. I mean, once I killed it, I was like, man, (laughs) I was so frustrated. I was, oh, I was irritated, but you got to feed it every day. I mean, it's like a process and you almost become like, I mean, I have to do it every day. I told my, I told my wife Mercedes that when I, when the kids get older, I think that's going to be a chore because you can keep a starter forever. Right, like you know, like when I make this bread, it only takes a quarter cup of starter, and I probably have two cups in that jar. So I'll take a quarter yep. cup out, put it in my water, dissolve it into the water before I, you know, add my flour. But then there's a whole another, you know, cup and a there's a whole another cup and a half that you have to continue to feed if you want to use it. You have to feed it once a week, keep it in the fridge, and you can keep it for years and years and years. I mean, there's starters that are hundreds of years old, which is crazy.
0: So once it is ready to make bread, you only have to feed it once a week and you can start putting it in the fridge?
1: Well, you can, it, once it's ready to make bread, after seven days of fermentation, of fermentation, you can put it in the fridge and feed it once a week, or you can keep it on your counter and feed it every day. Mm. I don't really want to it. So feed. it just depends on your commitment <laughs> Yeah, your level. commitment to it. The, the hard part is taking half out and, put, and throwing it away, because when you take the half out, I mean, it's like it's like um, like pasty glue. I mean, it's so sticky and you're like trying to take it out of this jar and you're, you're get. I mean, it's like on your spoon, you can't even get off the spoon. I mean, it's just a pain in the butt to take it out of the jar. So I feel like keeping it in the fridge and doing it once a week. And then whenever you want to make sourdough, you have to get it out of the fridge at least a half a day before. So it has time (laughs) to get down to room. So it has time to get down to room temperature before you use it. So yeah, I'm going to make my first loaf tomorrow. So hopefully tomorrow I'll make it tonight. And then I'll let it rise overnight, and then tomorrow I'll do all my folds, get it all you know prepped, and then I'll cook it for you know the thirty to forty minutes, and then tomorrow night we're making Italian sausage and spaghetti, and I was going to have the sourdough with it.
0: Mm, that sounds good. Oh, it's going to be bomb, dude. The other question that comes to mind is when it comes to going on vacation and you have a sourdough starter in your fridge. (laughs) Yeah, you have to find somebody to like feed your sourdough starter.
1: Yeah. All of a sudden, the ask becomes way more difficult. (laughs) Like, hey, you want to feed my dog? Also, (laughs) I have this When you come over. (laughs) There's a thing in my fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I didn't think about that. Even like Mercedes, she was like, what am I going to do when you're at camp? I said, well... You have to feed it. <laughs> better start taking notes. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty easy. 60 grams of flour is only a half a cup, and 60 grams of water is a quarter cup. Um, you just put it in and mix it. I mean, so it's not awfully difficult, but you better not forget because <laughs> that thing will be gone. That's right. old will die. So, yeah, I- I'm excited, bro. I can't wait. I'll have to make a loaf and then uh, send it over to you and Katie. You guys can try it out. Yeah, that sounds great. Are you a fan of sourdough bread?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really like sourdough.
1: Yeah. I like to make... I love sourdough on, like, sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. Like, anytime I can sub the bread, I always sub for sourdough. Um, mm. Especially, like, at home, I'll make sourdough bread egg sandwiches, and I'll cook it in the skillet first so it's all crispy on the edges and how uh, oh, it's the best. So I'll send you some. That's good, man.
0: Well, I can't wait to try that sourdough, man. Uh, it sounds like it's coming along uh, really good. Learn yeah. some things along the way. If you're listening out there, stay safe in quarantine. <laughs> Socially distanced. Keep, Keep those healthy. hands washed. <laughs> That's right. 20 seconds. Uh, uh And to pass the time, you can also make a stock about topic by sending your topics to ask2justins at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at Presets Tech. yeah. Or you can just find Doyle and comment on a sourdough video. It'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Awesome, man. All right. Well, you guys uh, stay safe. We'll record again soon. Um, We got nothing but time, so hopefully we can record a lot.
1: Yeah. Have a great night. Awesome. You too. See you later.